Welcome to Explore the Space. We're digging into healthcare issues that matter most. Our guests and conversations mine these issues for perspective and answers. There is a gulf between healthcare and our communities. This is the place to talk about it. Now here's your host, Dr. Mark Shapiro. Welcome back to Explore the Space podcast. I'm your host, Mark Shapiro. Before we start, a thank you to Lori Bedke and Creighton University for sponsoring this episode. Creighton University believes in equipping physicians for success in the exam room, the operating room, and the boardroom. If you want to increase your business acumen, deepen your leadership knowledge, and earn your seat at the table, Creighton's healthcare executive education is for you. Specifically tailored to busy physicians, our hybrid programs blend the richness of on-campus residencies with the flexibility of online learning. Earn a Creighton University Executive MBA degree in 18 months or complete the non-degree Executive Fellowship in six months. Visit www.creighton.edu backslash C-H-E-E. I could not be more delighted to welcome you back to another episode of Med Lasso from Explore the Space podcast, the show where we dive into the wonderful TV show Ted Lasso and why it is resonating so deeply with doctors, nurses, healthcare workers, and really everyone that has a chance to check out this exceptional show. I am rejoined by my co-host, Dr. Syed Tabatabai, and our special guest in this episode of Med Lasso, looking at episode nine of the second season of Ted Lasso, is Dr. Adam Hill. Adam has been a guest on Explore the Space before, and we tackle a provocative and challenging episode of the show. We had a blast doing it. Before we get to the conversation, I do want to invite all of you, please, if you are on Twitter, join in the conversation. Hashtag Med Lasso is where we all are. It's a great dynamic. It's a wonderful place to contribute your thoughts and opinions and just dive in and put all the great shares in and all the great amplifications. It's a total blast. You can check out the whole archive of Med Lasso as well as the entire archive of Explore the Space podcast. The next episode will be episode 250. It is all at www.explorethespaceshow.com. You can subscribe to Explore the Space podcast wherever you like to download your shows. Please do leave us that five-star rating and review. It really helps us out. I am on Twitter at ETS show, and you can email me anytime, mark at explorethespaceshow.com. We are having so much fun with these Med Lasso episodes that so many of you are finding it and enjoying it and commenting on it is an absolute delight and an honor. We had an amazing time talking about a remarkable episode. Syed and Adam and I really had a great time. It's also worth mentioning I'm recording this episode right before the Emmys. We are all looking forward to seeing Ted Lasso and the wonderful actors that we've come to know and love. Hopefully have a great showing at the Emmys. Speaking of great showings, Syed and Adam absolutely crushed this, so let's do it. Time to get amongst it. Syed, welcome back to another Med Lasso. My sleep last night was poor. I directly blame Ted Lasso episode nine. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, that was that was uh, that interfered with dreams for sure. We our guest today is the wonderful Dr. Adam Hill. He is another person who we know works hard. He runs hard. He watched the episode as well. Adam, did you sleep? Yeah, you know, I I watched it first thing in the morning here <laughs> Friday because it's midnight my time. I'm not staying yeah. up that. So yeah, I watched it at seven o'clock this morning. So I've had all day to think about it. All right. Well, let's. So you've had all day to think about it. Let's just start right there. You had a lot of time to reflect, and you had a decent night's sleep on top. Something that really stood out for you in an episode, I think we can at least acknowledge, was strange and chaotic. Yeah, I think so. You know what I what I really love about this show is that it's not afraid to dive in and really spend this amount of time in character development. Right? Like 
use the entire episode to to pull back the curtain on uh, somebody's life that I think we had a lot of just uh, wishing and wanting to learn more about and and actually taking the time. So it was definitely a, an interesting character building episode for sure and melancholy in tone, uh, but fascinating at the same time. The idea of spending time to develop character, I really liked that take of yours. There's a lot of reflections about how this program is a reflection of leadership and leadership skills and things like that. Um, and I actually agree with that. I don't think that's a platitude. I think there's some really interesting topics in leadership and character development that we can see in this show. Syed, for you, spending that much time with one person in the job that we do, in the life that we lead, it's an uncommon occurrence, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's interesting. You know, I was I was reading about it, and you know, Apple had extended their request to the writers for twelve episodes from ten episodes. So they had ten episodes written out, and then they had two more episodes to play with. And one was the Christmas one, which we which we all loved, and then this was the second one. And I like the choices they made in both cases because, like Adam was talking about, you know, they could have just done you know, some, some quote unquote filler, but really what they did was they chose to explore, you know, the characters and, and, uh, and we were just talking about coach beard in the last med lasso, I think, you know, one yeah. pull back the curtain and it's like, they're, they're always like one episode ahead of what we want, you know, giving us what I'm, we want. I'm glad you called that out. I was delighted because the predictions on med lasso are premium. So Adam, you're up next, but we had the prediction from my wife, Jessica, who said, I think that they're going to develop Coach Beard, we're going to learn a lot about him. And I had said on one of our early episodes that I want the the Coach Beard spinoff. And I feel like we kind of got both. Yeah, it was well. And um, I mean, I, I no pressure on uh, on predicting the next episode, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best. Hey, listen, I'm going to I'm going to go the other direction at a maximum pressure like this is it. We're going to get to that question. I'm going to ask you and the world will be waiting, buddy. All right. <laughs> So I do want to, though, reflect on something that I took away from it. And I, we we walk a fine line with this med lasso concept of how the show resonates with physicians. And I, we don't want it to sound maudlin. We want this to sound genuine and real. I really do go to the show as an escape. I don't sit watching the show thinking, oh, this is just like a day of work. Oh, this leadership thing will resonate with my team. It's not that. It's It's fun. It's challenging. It's emotional. It's all of those things. I was taken back to the experience of working in a hospital over and over and over again last night. It was really unsettling, and I was trying to figure out why. And when I sat with it, I realized it, it was it was just it was the chaos. It was the uncertainty. It was the whirl of color and noise and people and characters and unique situations. I could not get myself away from the work that I had been doing earlier in the day, Adam. Am I completely out to lunch? No, I, I hear and see that. And I'll throw another layer, you know, onto that with each one of our own individual lives and and me and for a significant amount of time, you know, speak openly about being in addiction recovery. This episode was a fallback for me, too, of these two different lives that we we lead at times, right? The what we see professionally on the soccer pitch, what we see in the locker rooms and then what happens after hours or in our own personal lives. And for me, like this evolution of watching coach beard in this episode was a lot of 
deep critical thinking of myself over the last 15 years and, you know, thinking about how I would have handled things too and, and who I've evolved. Syed, for you, you are also in a, the same thing as us, right? You spend a lot of time in the hospital. You spend a lot of time immersed in things that are challenging. You had an amazing thread on Twitter, by the way, and I will put a link to it in our show notes. When you spent time for 45 minutes in that kind of chaotic environment of episode nine that our, our, our kind of our hero was wading through, what did it feel like for you? What did it bring up for you? Oh, man, you know, what you said hit the nail on the head in terms of this episode. So I've been writing, like a thread you mentioned, and a lot of the stuff I've been writing is about that idea of kind of losing that connection with medicine in a way and losing that connection with what you love. And, uh, you know, when he's walking around and, and he keeps seeing those commentators and it's like his his life is blending the, the personal life and his work life and he's despairing. And one of the things that resonated with me is the concept of the keys. And, you know, the keys open the door to his home and he keeps losing the keys throughout the episode. And people keep bringing back the keys to him and say, hey, these are yours. And, you know, that idea of like, what are the keys that unlock things we love or things, places we want to be or what, what home means? And that really resonated with me throughout because he's on this journey into dark places with kind of sinister people, you know, and he's got this voice in his head that's telling him maybe he's not good enough. And, uh, you know, he's beating himself up over his profession. And a lot of the things really were just right on the, hitting the nail on the head for where we are or where I am, at least. You used a word right there that made my eyes pop up. You said the word despair, and I had not thought of that at all. And that that hit me because there is that sense. And I don't I honestly I don't like to acknowledge that kind of thing. <laughs> I like to try to keep it keep it uplifting and keep it happy, but that's a very real emotion and I think that there are no small number of people who do what we do who carry a, a sense of despair. Adam how do we work through acknowledging a show that we love bringing out these really negative, really hard emotions? Yeah. You know, I, I think it's challenging if we come into it with expectations that, you know, and, and I did this a few weeks ago uh, with one of the episodes when Nate is, you know, the, the uglier side of his personality comes out, he goes down this, this Twitter rabbit hole, right. Of self-indulgence and self-acknowledgement. And, and, and it, it was almost to me a, a disappointment in what I felt like I was expecting or needed in that moment. Right. And so I think it's healthy to let go of those expectations and um, as, as a starting point and, and then using this as a reflective exercise like this to, to talk about it, to share with friends, use it. And we use it in our office in our palliative care office at the hospital and, and use it as a starting point to talk through really challenging emotions. And, and so I think that's the beauty of it is to, to let go of those expectations while also just using it as a vehicle to, to open up some dialogue. It's validating to hear you say that you're using it as a tool in that way, because it's helped me to understand why I ask so many people if they watch this show, because I'm hoping that they see it because, yeah, it's a fun show for them, but I want to talk about it with them and I want to debrief around it. Syed, do you have that same kind of craving to connect, not just around episode nine, which there's a lot to unpack, but just to have those like moments of conversation and connection around something that doesn't have and they're COVID positive next to it. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. And just the underlying nature, you know, the good nature of the show is something I want to put more of out there. And I know you're very positive with what you put out there. And so this energy that the show has, I feel like more people need to <laughs> be a part of it because it wins you over. It really does. You know, I've had so many people be skeptical about it. It's kind of like what Adam said, you know, about their expectations of what they're getting into with a soccer comedy thing. But it really isn't that at all. And, you know, they watch it and it sneaks up on you. And I think more people need to experience it. They gave us a really nice treat in this episode. It was something unexpected. And I loved it in that space of like seeing the best in people and trying to be positive and, and also using a, a very common trope. Adam, do you remember um, when Coach Beard is in the apartment of the woman in the red dress and the phone rings and, she, and he answers it? And it's this really scary guy with a huge voice. And he's like threatening him in very profound and vivid ways. And we realize that this is actually a gentle giant. This guy moved through a very rapid path of adapting his behavior, understanding his partner better, understanding himself better. And all of a sudden, he's the gentle giant who's riding a scooter. Yeah, I, I love that scene as they're walking away from the fight. And it's almost as if he is debriefing the therapy that he's gone through for a decade, right? And can self-articulate and so has self-awareness. I used to cheat, so I know what that feels like to be jealous and angry. And I know that the, these are my triggers and I'm working on it, right? And what a beautiful... He even says, I'm doing really well. I feel like I'm making a lot of progress. Like he gave himself that credit. I have, I struggle with that. I was like, my dude, thank you. Yeah, it was it was beautiful and powerful. And Coach Beard, you know, gives them a little pat on the back as they're as they're walking away then. And 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 I think that that, you know, was such a beautiful scene uh, of the power of, of working through all these really difficult emotions and the beauty that lies on the other end. Syed, were you able to shift from the despair, the sadness, the confusion, the chaos, the noise, acknowledging some of the noise was the best soundtrack to a tv show probably ever were you able to shift out of that or did it linger um i was able to shift out of it i, I think i want to know what the soundtrack budget is for this show because the songs they're pulling are unbelievable i think this episode had one of the most joyous scenes in the entire ted lasso experience for me so far was is that heaven in that moment with the light streaming in where the three guys are uh, they're following the directions that Coach Beard gave him to go to a certain place. Tell him Beard said it was okay. And then they look out and they're like, is that heaven? And that was amazing. That was so great. And they even had the like kind of ghoulish Charon to take them across the river sticks. And then they get to like end up on Nelson Road. How fun would that be to, after a night of, you know, being out with the boys, get to go and play on the pitch of your favorite team? And the cinemaphile call out of the room 237, right, of The Shining. So that was the, the, the number on the door that they knocked into to Renee. So picked up on that. There's a few uh, pearls. Adam, that was awesome. I didn't catch that one. This, I think this one was really packed, though. I think this one was absolutely jammed. It definitely had a really nice shout out to um, Fight Club. I like that one a lot. So did you catch the Fight Club shout out? Uh, which one was that? When Beard says after they tricked the uh, host at that snooty bar with the idea that her house was going to burn down and, and the guy's like, oh, I feel kind of bad. And he says, no, tomorrow she'll appreciate her apartment more than ever before. Oh, yeah. She'll have the best house from Fight Club. Yeah, they, that was really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. That was so great. 
there's a lot we could do with this one. I want to do, I want to make the big step. I want to, I want to put Adam under the lights a little bit. I think that we should take the conversation of episode nine a little early. I think we need to get into the locker room. Syed, are you, are you ready? Oh man, dude, I'm I'm sort of metaphorically in the locker room here already. (laughs) So let's roll. Adam, are you ready to go into the locker room with Mark and Syed? Let's do it. All right, let's get amongst it. It's time. The first question that we ask our guests when we go in the locker room is always the same. And from here, we're going to go sideways. But the first question, do you like tea or what is your ruling on tea? I'm out. Yeah, that's, that's not, it. I'm out. I am not a tea guy. Never have been. I actually made it all the way through medical school and residency without even drinking coffee. Wasn't wasn't until I had my first kid that I then became a two cups a day drinker. <laughs> Fair enough. I like that one. So, Adam, I sent you a picture right before we started. It was the four musketeers riding the elevator up to the Bones and Harmony, the snooty bar. Which jacket would you wear? Yeah, I'm, I'm going red for sure. That was, uh, that was definitely That's a good answer. That's a good answer. We might have to flip for it because I want red too. I'll take the scarf. There was a really nice yellow and uh, blue and white scarf as well. Can we spend a minute talking about scarves? I need to up my scarf game. Where do you stand on the scarf for a night out? Here's the thing. My mom, about 10 years ago, knitted me this handmade scarf uh, that's the warmest, softest, and just, you know, it's, it's, it's love in a, in a scarf. And so I, I love that thing. It's, it's gray. It's simple, but it, it means a lot, but it's also just super cozy. So I don't need the, the store-bought, you know, fancy uh, piece of the week, but uh, that wholesome stuff, uh, that's, that's the good stuff. So we're going to need a picture of the scarf for sure. When this episode goes up, you got to give the people what they want. I'm in a climate where I don't, it doesn't get that cold, but can I still do a scarf as the fashion statement? Like I don't need it for warmth, a jacket and I'm straight, but do we do them just to like look snappy? Yeah. Why not? You know, I mean, uh, yeah, why not? We're going to have to bring in our friend, great friend of the show, Dr. Ali Raja on this because he is our guide for for all things fashion. I put up a picture. There was a great photo spread of Phil Dunster, the actor who plays Jamie Tart, like fashioned out. Like, the, I mean, this is a very, very good looking man. And he had a white jacket on. And I have a white sports coat from when I was a resident. It was a treat to myself. I still have it. And I was like, I got to put this on and see what happens. So I put the, I took some pictures. My wife took the pictures of me. It was great fun. Put them on Twitter. And, you know, the people got to see what I look like in, a, in my other white coat. Here's my next question for you in the locker room. Where are your keys right now? <laughs> That's a great question. So I actually know where they are. And here's why. Because about two hours ago before my kids went to sleep, the car was locked in the in the garage, but the windows were down. And so they tried to, you know, open it and the alarm went off. So the alarm was blaring in our garage for like, three minutes and I had to find my keys then. So it took a while. So now I know where they are because they're laying on the counter after I, uh, you know, extinguished that fire. That was well done. Have you ever been able to sneak into a snooty club or a, a soccer pitch, a Nelson road or somewhere else that you, that's awesome that you really weren't supposed to be? Wow. That's a great question. Um, I don't think that that level that I can think of off the top of my head. So in 1999, I was in, uh, sorry, 98, 98. 
uh, I was in Paris uh, when the uh, World Cup was there. And I was a, an exchange student for like a month spending it, you know, for my French class there. But it happened to be there when they were hosting the World Cup. And it was incredible. And they had all these barricades and barriers and supposedly only supposed to let people 18 and over into. And we got in. I was 17 at the time. And and all it was just such a gorgeous moment. There were people from countries all over the world singing and they're, you know, chanting and cheering on their teams all in these little, um, you know, congregations of areas underneath the Eiffel Tower. Uh, you know, Scotsmen flipping up their kilt and just it was a, a wild scene. But it's just this chaos of humanity and just just this beautiful human moment that we snuck into and got to be a part of uh, back then. So. I appreciate the question because it now reminded me of that moment. To which well, I'm I, I'm glad I asked it too because you just reminded me of one for me. My wife and I were in uh, Barcelona, and the stadium where you know the 1992 games were held. Right, Carl Lewis and the Dream Team and all of this. Um, was this Carl Lewis still there in '92? He was. Anyway, it doesn't. It's not the point. We got to. There was just an open door. It looked unlocked. I said, "Sweetheart, I think that's an access." And she kind of gave me the look, but she knows me. I mean, she at this stage, we've been married long enough. She's like, well, uh, there's no sense stopping him. It's like, there's no guard. And that door looks open. Whoop, door opened. And all of a sudden, we were on the field where they had the 92 games. And wow. it was so fun. So we had to walk around and take some pictures. And it was very, very cool. The last time I tried was a miserable failure. I was at a Metallica concert. And I saw where they got the group of fans together to go back to meet the band. And I was like, they don't know that I'm not one of those people. Like, I'm just going to join the group. My buddy joined me. And I was like, just pretend we're supposed to be here. Start walking. And we got to the door and they're like, wait, where's your band? Where's your wristband? Oh, I, I lost it. No, you didn't get out of here. Like, ah, we got close. We got very close to the mighty Metallica. Brief, brief Metallica side uh, tangent here. Uh, we, uh, I was scheduled to go to the concert. We went to the concert that and Jonathan Davis or not Jonathan Davis, uh, James Hatfield was injured in a pyrotechnics. Yeah. Yeah. And so he didn't come and it was a Kentucky speedway system of a down corn Metallica, all these paint. So they ended up playing the show. Metallica played the show, but the lead singer of every other band sang all their songs with Metallica. Oh, that's rad. And it was a one-time only concert. I was like, you know, we got oh. to see it with, uh, you know, System of a Down, the lead singer singing Sanitarium and Jonathan Davis. No Davis. way. I knew, I knew I liked you because now I got to tell him my Metallica story from yesterday. Legit from yesterday. In the hospital, one of the nurses comes up to me and says, you know, Dr. Shapiro, Metallica is going to play a pop-up show in San Francisco tonight. My son knows where it is. It's going to be first come, first serve, 400 tickets at the Independent Theater in San Francisco. I'm working. I can't go. You should try to go. I was like, I, I, I mean, I can't. I'm here all day, and then I'll go home. I want to hang out with my boy. Like, I can't be that spontaneous. And half of me was like, no. I mean, you got faulty intelligence. And she was right. At 6.30, Metallica put on Twitter, Come to the Independence Theater with $20 in your hand, only in cash, one ticket per person. First 400 people get in, and they played a show for 400 people last night. That's incredible. That's cool. Metallica, man. They never let their fans down. And, and, and they required vaccination. You had to show proof of vaccination to get in. Wow. That's awesome. And the so, cool thing is they not only played that show, but then they gave every single ticket holder a free ticket to their next concert, too. Oh, so we got to oh, see 
We got to see them again the following year for free. I love it. I love it. Well, the people who are listening to this have given us a really nice digression. I'm going to skip to my prediction, and then we're going to go to you, Adam, and then to you, Syed. Here's my prediction. The music on the show is awesome. They have an unlimited budget to license songs. We will get a Metallica song in season two. Boom. There it is. Prediction. All right. You only have three episodes left. I know. I know. Come on, Bill Lawrence. Don't let me down, buddy. Syed, prediction. Um, this is not particularly deep uh, and not particularly plot involved, but I think Beard's pants are going to make uh, another appearance at some point in this uh, in this series. Those those pants are just too freaking amazing to leave in one episode. I love it. That's so great. The pants will return. All right, Adam. Prediction. Oh, on the spot here. Uh, well, one. Ted uh, will not drink tea again for the rest of the season. I, I can I can bet on that. Um, Neither will but, you. But you know, with with the tease for the next episode, with uh, you know, uh, well, I think no weddings and a funeral. I, I'm I'm wondering if uh, Re- Rebecca's ex husband is the uh, the one who dies next week. Are you wondering? Are you predicting? I'll predict that. You think it's Rupert? Yep. That's fair. All right. We have a couple of questions from fans of Med Lasso that I want to bring to the group. I got one of them from a friend of Explore the Space podcast. She's been on the show before. Dr. Nancy Spector at Nancy D. Spector. She actually sent me this as a text because she's one of the people that I've convinced to watch the show. She texted me after episode eight. I'm going to ask you this first, Adam. Do you have a Roy in your life? Uh, I actually, I don't think that I do I, I i wish i did you know one of my favorite scenes of this entire like season is when you know roy's walking up into the stadium before he makes his appearance on the pitch as a coach right and he just growls at that young kid and the kid just smiles right to to have such an awareness like of who somebody is in their like you know <laughs> and, and then smile about it. it was just so beautiful but uh i don't know that i actually do in in real life i need one Syed, do you have a Roy in your life? I think I have multiple people who have different aspects of Roy's personality that might synthesize into a mega Roy like Voltron. But a mega Roy. I don't really have one. You know, there was a a guy, I'm not going to give him a name drop, but when I joined the practice I'm currently in, there was an older partner who was closer to retirement who was past the point of like, you know, uh, catching thing. He was super blunt, super direct, uh, Texan all the way through super macho and, you know, drove a big truck and had the, you know, the game <laughs> mounted in his office and all that. He was kind of Roy Kentish for me in terms of, uh, having that insight and kind of Zen mastery that Roy has and being super blunt and direct, but he, he didn't growl. That was, that was the thing. I like that. I think last episode when my wife Jessica was on, we talked about how like the person that in the moment that I've had to trust will know when to just grab me because I'm disintegrating is her. So I'm lucky in that respect. Our next question. This comes from actually an old friend of mine that we became friends. She was friends with my wife when we had just started dating and we've all been friends ever since she and her husband and my wife and I were all still pals. She asks me the question at Jenny Monty in SD. Why, Adam? is Coach Beard mad at Ted? And I like her question because it skips the is Coach Beard mad at Ted. He's mad. Why? You know, I I think that 
we had a little bit uh, alluded to in this episode when they're all sitting at the table having drinks, right? And they ask three questions like, what's Las Vegas like? Or, you know, have you have you been to Vegas? Like, who is Ted Lasso? And then ask, you know, the really complex question about philosophical meaning of life and the fragility right, of humanity. But the second question he answered really bluntly and boldly, he's a human being. And, and I think at times Beard is frustrated by the lack of uh, authenticity that he sees, that he knows, right? He knows Ted. He's seen him in the trenches. He's seen him struggle. I think he knows what we've seen in the psychiatrist's office, at least pieces and parts. But then you get this eternal optimist, cheery, peppy person all the time on the outside on the pitch. And so I think that he's continuing to see this mismatch and it, and it frustrates him that that he's not living and, and very openly, maybe in, in the same way that Beard knows him. I really like that. That makes a lot of sense. And that would cause one to feel anger and frustration towards their best and closest friend, for sure. Syed, a question for you. You you should know the answer to this. What was my favorite line from episode nine? Oh my god! What was, uh, I should know the answer to this. Uh, shut up, Thierry Henry. Was that was that it? Or? It wanted to be because I, I I'm a Tottenham Hotspur fan, and obviously our chief rival is Arsenal, for whom <laughs> Thierry Henry was a superstar for many many years. But that's not correct. I will just tell you, it was I dated a professor at Oxford, and I listen more than I talk. Yeah, I remind myself to listen more than I talk every day. I'm not good at it. It is a daily struggle for me. Um, I like to talk and I talk a lot. And I know that sometimes I can over talk people. I listen more than I talk. Adam, your favorite line. I, I also love that line a lot. Um, you know, I I really loved this scene when he was in the church, too. It was one moment of levity, just in lightness, where, he, dear God, it's Margaret's little boy. Um, th- I thought that was a beautiful scene. And then he's asking, I, you know, I could have been with Jane tonight, but here I am sitting with you. And they pan up to this picture, you know, <laughs> of a tear streaming down the face of the stained glass. Like, I just thought that was such a it, it was a fun, lighthearted, but also just a, a, a neat little scene. It was a wonderful scene. And for me, it was wonderful because I, too, am the son of Margaret, my mom, Margaret Shapiro. She was episode 200 on Explore the Space. I was so happy when that came up. Syed, our last question, I'll throw it to you. But Adam, I'm going to need you to weigh on this because it's a complicated one and I don't fully understand it. This is from Dr. Avio Glasser at AO AO Glasser on Twitter. What is the symbolism? What is the meaning? And why did we keep seeing a full moon? To me... One of the aspects of this episode um, was the idea of uh, something that I felt is that I think I texted you this, Mark, is that it felt like a fairy tale. Um, It felt like you had a character going through the dark forest and even had the character of the woman in red, the red riding hood. And that big guy shows up, the big bad wolf. And, you know, to me, when I kept seeing the full moon, it kept putting me in that frame of mind of it was a dark and stormy night. Or, you know, the transformative full moon with the werewolf. You know, it was just kind of a thing that your character is in a kind of an alternate world. That's kind of a mirror world of where he is now. And in this alternate world, you know, his his psyche is going to speak to him directly. He's going to meet characters. He's going to go on this journey that to me felt very, uh, almost like a mythical hero's journey. But not, you know, obviously nothing in Ted Lasso is stereotypically the trope. 
um, it, it sort of gave it that otherworldliness that this is a night and you know that bit where he's sitting also and, he, and he's looking at the TVs and all those colors are swirling and it was kind of that putting you in that mindset of that this is a little bit different storytelling in this episode and we're going to go down the rabbit hole Adam yeah. you're, a, you're a man who I've come to trust to give really sage and timely advice so for us now wandering through the dark forest of 2020 and 2021 and acknowledging that we're we're not there yet we're not done yet where are the full moons for us what what for you feels like a full moon that reminds you that sets me straight this is what i can focus on what are those representations for you yeah and if i could take the the last question or that the the question second i'll and comment yeah. In the actual imagery, you know, um, I think Man Man City's song is Blue Moon and their their team song. So it it literally having the symbolism of it hanging over his head, that loss, that game, everything, all the commentary was a was a really right on the nose um interpretation of that. I also agree with everything that was just said. It's also this American werewolf in London and after hours Scorsese symbology. There's some clockwork orange stuff in there too, right? These dark alleys and just this melancholy like just um imagery that I think the the cinemaphile piece of me like saw and 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 really uh, appreciated. But I do think it's also about this this weight, right, and that hangs over us uh, as well. You know, the the full moon, I guess, for me and maybe for all of us still is, you know, how do we continue to move forward and and onward forward, right, in the middle of well, in, in the wherever we are in this this pandemic with so many more you know, uncertainties and staffing crises and just levels of exhaustion and despair. I think that um, I haven't felt or seen in my 15 year medical career. And, and so, you know, uh, I saw a lot of us too roaming these alleyways, looking for answers, losing our keys, trying to find them and trying to find a way out of this. And uh, I wish I, I wish I could summarize it in a 45 minute episode on Apple. <laughs> right. It's, it's a little disconcerting that we know that the next one has a funeral in it too. Uh, I was sort of hoping that we would be regaled again and we would have that like, okay, I'm not thinking about work, but as a continuum, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge. Speaking of challenges, Adam, you went into the locker room with Mark and Syed. You got amongst it. That was awesome. Strong work, my man. Hey, appreciate you guys having me. It's great to be with you. This was really, really cool. Adam, thank you for being available. Time is a time is currency right now. And I know that you did flex and bend your schedule to make this happen. Really appreciate it. Adam, how do people find you on Twitter if they want to follow along with the great things that you're writing and saying and thinking? I appreciate that. It's Adam Hill 1212 on on Twitter. Um, in the midst of a, a sabbatical right now from Twitter while I was on staycation, but uh, I'll be back on there someday soon. And we have to call out acknowledging what we've just been discussing, the amazing book that you wrote, which is available. The, give us the name of the book and where to find it. I appreciate that. It's called The Long Walk Out of the Woods, um, a physician's story of uh, depression, addiction, hope and recovery. Um, and it's really my memoir um, about my own personal story of overcoming those things in my life and how I've uh, made sense of it as a, a man in recovery and also as a professional working in medicine. 
It's a it's a wonderful book. It's an important book. For me, it's one that should be a required part of curriculum for medical training, and hopefully someday it'll be in that space. But Adam, this was awesome, man. Thank you for coming on. Syed, we did it, buddy. Episode eight of Med Lasso, episode nine, Ted Lasso in the bag. How are we doing? I think we're we're doing amazing. Again, I'm just blown away at the insights that our guests have. I mean, Adam, you were dropping some truth bombs and, and revelations and Wow, this this whole experience has deepened my my appreciation for the show, for medicine, for the people we know on Twitter. And I got a second what you said, Mark Adams' book. I read it. It's uh, just brilliant. It's, it's just so well written. It's so insightful and sensitive. And and uh, I, I I agree with you. It should be part of the med school curriculum. Curricula. Um, I, I really. Uh, he's a great guy. Everybody should follow him on Twitter. Read the book. And I can't wait to get you back on there, Adam. No question about it. You know, it's one of those things. We'll have a link to the to the book in the show notes for sure. There are no coincidences. We scheduled having Adam come on two weeks ago. We had no idea what episode nine was going to look like. We could not have had a more wise guide to help us navigate. Uh, Adam, thank you so much, man. Perfect. Adam, thank you so much, man. I love you. Yes. Love you, buddy. Syed, my buddy. We'll do this again soon. Love you, pal. Take care. (laughs) All right. Take care. Nice to meet you, Adam. You too, man. Take care. My thanks once again to Syed and Adam for joining me on another episode of Med Lasso from Explore the Space podcast. Thank you also to Lori Bedke and Creighton University for sponsoring this episode. Learn more about Creighton's executive MBA and executive fellowship programs at www.creighton.edu backslash C-H-E-E. We did have a great opportunity to call out Adam's book. It is truly exceptional. There are links in the show notes. Please do check it out. Please do get yourself a copy if you haven't read it. If you are in the position to work with medical students or learners in the healthcare field, please do consider getting a copy of the book for them to share, to discuss, to learn from. It's a a powerful and it's an important memoir that Adam has graced us with. You can find me on Twitter at ETS Show. Please do check out hashtag MedLasso on Twitter. It's a phenomenal discussion forum. And we're really having a great time there. Check out the whole archive of Med Lasso and Explore the Space podcast at www.explorethespaceshow.com. You can email me anytime, mark at explorethespaceshow.com. And please do leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you like to download your shows. It is a huge help. It is a great way to help spread the word about Explore the Space podcast. Delighted you could all be here. Never take it for granted. I'm so happy you're enjoying Med Lasso. We will see you for episode 250 of Explore the Space podcast. I am super excited. We're going to have a great time. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Explore the Space. Visit us on our website, explorethespaceshow.com. And please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at ETS Show. And you can email Dr. Shapiro by writing to mark at explorethespaceshow.com.